Hey legends, welcome along to Skim Me Up Body. We're getting into our little chat here about Star Trek Discovery Season 1 episode, Despite Yourself. Uh, this picks up right after the final episode, uh, the Discovery's last spore drive jump was a complete disaster, or so it seems. Um, and they end up in a region of space that they don't recognise well. When I say they don't recognise, it's, as far as the stars are concerned, you know, the, the sensors, the chip sensors and everything's recalibrating. They don't know exactly where they're at, but the star charts confirmed they're in the right place, uh, but none of the man-made signals check out. And, of course, we've seen all this wreckage around them, which is Klingon. And... Uh, they read an odd hull signatures and Federation weaponry detected and they, like the, the phaser blast patterns and whatnot. And just then a Vulcan ship approaches and begins to fire on them. Uh, the ship defends itself and uh, another Federation, air quotes Federation vessel turns up to help them. It's the USS Cooper, and they hail Discovery. They're told not to worry about the rebels. Uh, Larkin notes the Cooper is meant to be undergoing a refit. And, you know, it's confusing that the ship would be out here whenever it's meant to be in, you know, space dock, getting overhauled and whatnot. Um, through, he confirms then that the, the quantum signature is different and... They're in a parallel universe, the Mirror Universe, which we've seen before in different versions of Star Trek over the years. And this one here, this, well, maybe not this episode, but uh, uh, there's uh, the idea they come up with by the end of the episode ties into a two-parter from Star Trek Enterprise, if memory serves. Uh, the episodes through uh, a mirror darkly. I think it was a two-parter. Uh, they had the USS Defiant in the mirror universe. It was a Federation ship that accidentally travelled to the mirror universe and uh, ended up, in, as far as timelines go, it ended up in the past. So it was a superior ship in the Mario universe so that actually comes up at one point in this episode and the idea is to try and get information on that ship because it was able to travel to the Mario universe from their own universe without the spore drive and Stan Metz at this point is completely out of it there's no hope of him getting back into the spore drive so that's completely out of the question at this point um Lorca, like I've just skipped uh, right close to the end of the episode with that big chunk of information. So everything else that goes on in here, uh, Lorca's got a theory uh, that they're in another universe. And uh, of course, if you were watching the last episode carefully, you realise that this is something that potentially he wanted to happen at some point. Um Burnham, she wants to examine the data. Uh, of course, you've seen with the 
all the jumps that was done on the last episode they were doing that like balled up like ass not just a, a way of beating the Klingon cloaking device but to map regions of space as well and fill in the blanks from what they've got from the spore drive jump so far and then that also brought up the possibility of parallel universes and whatnot and uh, Stan Metz was actually excited to follow this up with Lorca at a time. Uh, Lorca, he's, at this point in the episode, he's more focused on just surviving where they're at instead of trying to work out uh, all this. Like, whenever Burnham sees all the, the star chart that have built up, she wants to check it out. Uh, but he's just, you know, we're here now. We need to work on surviving, and once we can do that, then we can work a way out. Uh, down in the sick bay, Tilly, she's trying to talk to Stan Metz as he's completely dazed in this little condition he's in. Uh, Dr. Culber has to grab him when he gets up. Um, he, Stan Metz actually knocks Culber down. Uh, Culber's okay with it. Just knowing how frustrated Stan Metz must be, I guess. Uh, knowing that it's not on purpose. And calmly guides Stan Metz back to his bed. And Tilly, of course, she's apologising as usual to Culber for keeping Stan Metz secret. You know, I should have told you that there was a, a side effect to using him and his board drive. But, uh, you know, the, the doctor's not blaming her for anything. It's like, you know... Paul is your superior officer. He gave you an order. You were just following it. That's okay. But uh, Lorca turns up, and uh, uh, Culber is more like you know, speak of the devil. So like she's not to blame for it. Uh, the captain is, and you know, he seems to be happy enough to shoulder the responsibility of that. Being the captain of the ship, of course, everything that happens on it is on his shoulders. But uh, the doctor is very forward in saying at least, you know, now it falls to me to look after Stan Metz and he's out of your hands more or less. Um, Tyler is then sent out into space to find a Klingon data core in the wreckage of the ships and hopefully they can get enough information about this universe to work out what's going on. But he has another one of these post-traumatic stress uh, visions and freaks out again and he almost crashes the little worker bee that they call it um, but he comes to and notes uh, the pilots there's dead bodies floating in space and he, he notes that the, the bodies in the wreckage are Vulcan and Andorian and then he manages to get the, the data core so they're confused even more now then that uh, the Vulcans and Andorians are teaming up along with the Vulcans and they're, they're attacking Federation ships not realising yet what the Mirror Universe is and of course I've actually seen the Mirror Universe as well in season 2 of Star Trek Picard our version of the Mirror Universe back in the brig of uh, Discovery Laurel is confronted by Tyler again and this time he gets flashes of surgeries uh, Lorel says she'll tell him everything if he lets her out and you know probably against his 
better judgment, he does that. And she speaks Klingon to him, and he snaps a seemingly programmed response back. And at this point, as a viewer, you know exactly what's going on. It's the voice that gives him away. Um, but we'll get to that whenever it's actually revealed, probably in the next episode. But uh, we do discover by the end of this that uh, there is a, a transformation done to his body. So uh, he's not the guy that he, everybody in the Discovery has been led to believe that he is. Um, yeah, uh, she tries to uh, do this, which she calls a prayer, and uh, uh, it doesn't work. Uh, this was meant to snap him back into reality. You know, he thinks he's living his reality now, but she's very... She doesn't give much away in what she says, but uh, basically she says a, a line of Klingon words. And I'm not going to go into detail of what they are because I can't recall them offhand. But uh, she says one thing, he responds to it. It's like a, a Klingon prayer of sorts. And she's confused that this was supposed to break the psychic barrier or whatever. Um angry Tyler takes his phaser to her she then gets terrified saying you know something is wrong Tyler snaps back puts the force field back up and runs away uh, shocked at what he did um, he's then pondering in the mess hall what's going on with him Burnham finds him she wants to talk about his freak out earlier um, he admits it was worse this time and Burnham wants him to tell the captain. He says he will, but not, but not now. I'll do it. In, I'll do it in my own time. Um, he asks her to trust him in the mean meantime, as you know, we're, we're stuck in this mirror universe. Uh, all he needs all hands on deck. Uh, I don't want to. De- I, we can't deal with it now. We're just not in a situation to deal with, deal with it now. Um, Burnham's then called back to Judy uh, after she leaves Tyler gets another one of these flashes and cuts his hands as he breaks the glass he was drinking from so down in engineering Tilly is able to get to the data core and finds the Vulcan technology inside uh, Burnham leaves to investigate but not without taking a look at the chamber and hoping Stan Metz gets better and you know Tully's like you know replaces isn't the same without him. Uh Burnham reports later in the episode that she confirmed that they're they are in another universe. One with a Terran Empire. Of course, I've seen that in the original series and whatnot. Um Enterprise. Uh each of them has another version of themselves in the universe. The Empire is the exact opposite of their federation. Um, non-humans are rebels. So just the, the humans are out to kill everybody in this universe, more or less. Uh, they get a hail from the the ISS Cooper. And it's a mad dash for enough information to answer it. So, not to arouse suspicion. Suri believes they switched places with the ISS Discovery. So, you know, there's a thing... 
I was thinking in this episode of the way he put that was uh, the ASS Discovery, the one that belongs to this universe, disappeared, and the the USS Discovery from the Prime Universe, let's say, took its place. So I'm thinking, okay, is the other Discovery in the Prime Universe now? Did the two ships switch universes? I don't think that's answered in the series about that version of Discovery. Uh, but I digress, we can let that go and just run with it here. Um, Lorca is about to answer the, the hail, but Burnham stops the command, uh, noting that the captain of the Discovery in this universe is actually Tilly. So there's a bit of comedy in this episode with Tilly trying to be the complete opposite of what her character is. She is nervous. She's always unsure of herself. She's constantly apologising for absolutely everything she does. That's not going to fly in the the uh, the uh, mirror universe. But uh, so she has to answer the hail at this stage to not blow their cover. Um, where are we at? Uh, yeah, she gets so far, but remember she runs into a bit of trouble. She says, I'm going to pass you over to my chief engineer to explain away the lack of view screen. They just, they're doing everything by audio at the moment. So they're trying to say that there's mechanical problems on the Discovery. So uh, Burnham says to Lorca, you know, we haven't worked out who you are in this universe yet. So probably a good idea to disguise your voice. So, of course, whenever he goes on to talk about the mechanical problems that they have there, he puts on this Scottish accent and he just goes on the full Scotty territory. That's hilarious. Absolutely love that bit of the, seri- bit of the episode. Um, Burnham works out then about her and Lorca's counterparts. Uh, Lorca's blown away and notes that destiny has been demonstrated. But Burnham doesn't believe it. Uh, she informs him that the, the Emperor has little information recorded, uh, but is very savage. Uh, Lorca has a plan to enact to get them back to the Prime Universe. Um, with the most of the senior staff, his plan is laid out to find the USS Defiant. I talked about that earlier in the episode. Uh, at God into the universe in order to find a way back out. However, to get the information, they'll have to pose as their mirror counterparts to get onto a Terran ship. Uh, Burnham, the deal here is, or the idea is, Burnham has taken Lorca back as prisoner. Their mirror universe cells was Lorca tried to stage a coup against the, the Emperor and Burnham, her counterpart, tried to stop him, kill him, and whatnot. So, uh, her, the version of her in the Marvel Universe, is everybody thinks she's dead after whatever battle she had with Alarca from that universe. And he's considered on the list, so their ideas will pose as the other two, and she's going to bring him in as her prisoner. Uh, yeah, so uh, Burnham should also be able to take command of the 
Yeah, yes, yes. Shianzu, uh, which was in the Murray universe, she was the captain of. Uh, Saru doesn't like the plan at all, but uh, it is what it is. That's all I can do at this point. Tyler goes to beat Dr. Colbert again to, to examine him for any manipulation. Um, he's a bit reluctant to do it as he's, he's had nothing but examinations and he's been tormented and tortured in the past. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He agrees to run a deeper scan, and during their heads turn to stand he yells out, stay out of the palace. And that there's... Uh, I'm not even going to hazard a guess to what he's talking about, but he, he is actually talking sense at this point of the day. I think he's, he's gone haywire. But uh, Colbert gives him a brief kiss, and Stan Metz oddly then says, the enemy is here. And... Uh, for a moment, his eyes change back to his own eyes, and his head's clear. He's himself again for a second, but then his eyes gloss over again with this white sort of film effect. Uh, Tilly, she worries at Burnham. Uh, she gets her new uniform, uh, that she won't be able to pro- project enough strength, and Burnham supposes there. They're all in fear all the time in this universe. They're constantly waiting to see who's going to be the next one to stab him in the back and whatnot. It's not unlike Northern Ireland, to be fair. Uh, it's very much the gut here, I find. You, just, you think you've been mates with people for years, the next thing they're... Uh, just the daggers come out and they'll come for you. Uh, it is what it is, particularly among the highly, air quotes, religious in Northern Ireland. Um. Yeah, Lork. She says, uh, "You just need to do everything you can do to just survive." You know, uh, you don't have to be afraid of being afraid. Everybody else here is afraid all the time. As I say, daggers out and whatnot. Lorca then turns up in a jacket. Um, the plan starts. Uh, Tilly takes command of the bridge. Heals the Shanzu. Uh, the captain is the. In the Prime Universe, he was the ops officer on the Shanzu, so uh, Burnham knows him personally, well, knows the other version of him personally, and she says I've seen him die on the bridge at the Battle of the Binary Stars. Tilly introduces Burnham and Lorca, and Connor eventually agrees to change course and bring the Shanzu to them. Uh, Back down in Sick Bay, Tyler goes back to Colbert for more information on the scan. And Colbert now says he finds physical modifications another, and another personality present. Uh, he wants to ground Tyler, which is much more than he was expecting. Uh, but uh, Tyler, unexpectedly, and I have watched the series before, but for some weird reason, this completely left my head. He does kill Dr. Colbert before the end of this episode, never Colbert threatens to ground him. And uh, yeah, it came as a bit of a shock to me, even though I have watched this before. Uh, the Shenzhou arrives, um, Burnham and Lorca leave to the transport room to beam over. Tyler meets him, apologising for, for being late. And Lorca gives final instructions to the crew and... They beam out. Uh, Lorca's escorted to an agonizer room. We've seen them before in 
Star Trek Enterprise. I think the Agonizers were introduced in that. I can't recall them in the uh, the original series. Might be wrong there, but the Agonizer is there again. It's a bit more brittle this time. Uh, Burnham demands he not be touched except by her. Uh, he's, you know, sort of giving her the eye, you know, he's just going to have to put me into this thing or they're going to work out something's wrong here um, so he is uh, left in the agonizer room and Burnham demands uh, Connor to take her to the bridge uh, she needs to see her records and whatnot during the ride this guy Connor he starts to talk about his rise to power and uh, he's kind of, you know, really had to work for it and, you know, he's kind of lamenting that the crew doesn't follow him as loyal as they did her. Uh, he then pulls a knife, tries to kill her, but in the struggle, she bests him, puts a knife into his stomach and at this point they're, they're in the, the turbo lift alone and she lets her guard down for a bit and she's like almost emotionally breaks for having done this like this is a, a mirror universe version of one of her friends from the the prime universe and she's having to kill him here so as the bridge or the turbo lift door is open to the bridge she steals herself one more time walks onto the bridge after dropping his dead body onto the bridge and uh yeah she's like the, the crew starts clapping for her and she's like, get rid of him. And she takes the captain's chair. And they're like, long love Captain Burnham. Long love the Empire. Uh, so it's, it's crazy stuff. Um, at the end of that day, Burnham finally reaches her quarters. She finds that Tyler is there. And she admits to him that she hasn't had a single moment to try. Looking for the defiant fides. As everybody in the ship has been trying to curry favour with her whatnot and she didn't want to arouse suspicion and he's pretty much you know I'm here to help you I'm here to defend you and, you know I'm at your back and call blah 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 all love, lovey doy stuff between the two of them and uh, yeah he also heard about the assassination attempt and consoles her and uh, then they start to get it on and cut back to the end at the end of the episode we cut back down to the agonizer room and Lorca he's screaming in agony as he's in this little agonizer chamber uh, that's a nasty looking machine wouldn't want to be on it whatsoever Ugh. this was a good episode I enjoyed it very very much uh, I don't know how many episodes was there uh, is there 10 episodes or 12 episodes to this series I can't recall Um, this is episode 10 so obviously there's more than that I can't recall many episodes there but this is absolutely fantastic I watched uh, Discovery pretty much back to back whenever it first came out and uh, yes I just, I've watched the season once and this is actually my second time running through it for this podcast. Um, starting to really warm up to the, the new Star Trek now. I have said a few times that it was very much in the 
the ballpark of uh, classic Star Trek than the Star Trek that I would gravitate to. And I don't think that's ever going to change. But for me, the, the newer shows of Star Trek, you know, Discovery, Picard and whatnot, just haven't been the, as, just hasn't grabbed me in the same way as the original shows did, you know, the original series, Next Generation, Voyager and all that. But I'm really starting to warm up to them now, especially after that first season of Strange New Worlds. That was fantastic, and I've mentioned that in the last couple of episodes here, so we're definitely going to get into that as soon as possible. Uh, was hoping to do it after we finished the reviews, or after we finished the reviews of Season 2 of Picard, but I was just looking at the release schedule here for the UK, and I do believe the first episode of it drops either the week of the last episode of Picard Season 2 in the podcast here, or the week after, so it makes sense to go with Picard Season 3 before we get into Strange New Worlds. But having said that, you know, the longer we leave it, the further we're getting away from it. So I don't know what to do. I think the only way around that is to actually bring in an extra day's worth of podcasts in the week, but I'm having enough time keeping up with a three-day schedule, the minute I'm making it a four-day schedule. It is what it is. We'll see what happens as we go along. So that's going to do it, guys, uh, before we go. If you want to get in contact with the show, scheme me up, buddy, at gmail.com. Almost forgot the email for the show. Um, Written review of the show. Share it along. Uh, if you're a science fiction fan of any sort, hopefully this will be the podcast for you if I ever get better at doing it, that is. And we're not just going to stick to Star Trek. Once we eventually get them all done and dusted, we're going to be hitting all our movies and all our TV shows. And to be a little bit... Um, maybe this will start an argument somewhere along the line, but at some point we will be doing Star Wars on this podcast as well. That might annoy some of the, some of the trackies, but I'm very firmly have a foot on each camp. I love one as a equally as much as the other. Having said that now, I do believe if it was uh if you set them out to me, what do you want to watch? Star Wars or Star Trek? Got a lot of love for the two of them. I think I'll be going Star Trek more than Star Wars, but you know, I'm kinda equally balanced most of the time there. Plus there's a hell of a lot of the shows that I haven't seen of Star Wars as well. So a science fiction podcast is a good excuse to start watching older stuff and talking about it. Right. That's going to do it, guys. Uh, Whatever you're doing, stay safe, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening. 